welcome to the Speakers Space podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hi, welcome back to the Speakers Space. Thank you so much for uh, coming back or clicking on this if this is your first episode. We are now on episode six. Um, As you're listening to this, you may not be listening to this on the day it's released, obviously. Um, but the day I'm releasing this, I will be, well, where will I be? I'll be well into my second term at university, which I can tell you now I'm not very excited about, not really looking forward to it. The uni itself is great. I have lots of very nice friends there and I have friends socially, but I am absolutely dreading returning to my student house. Um, that's got me down, that got me down yesterday. Uh, yesterday, by the way, was not good. How was your week? Has your week been okay so far? I've released these on a Monday or a Tuesday on a weekly basis. So as you're listening to this, again, you may not be listening to it on the day to release. This is episode six. I have recorded quite a few episodes this week. So I will be back at uni and this will probably be mid-February by the time you're listening but for now I have not yet returned and I am just not excited about it. I had an awful, yesterday was a really bad day right, let me tell you why. It's funny now but it really wasn't before. I was very sad anyway, uh, you know, peeps, ladies, people, time of the month gets you down, I'm just you know, I'm not ashamed to talk about women's issues, obviously, why should you be? But I will tell you that, I always get really sad. I was sad yesterday because I knew I would have to return to my student house. I tried to cheer myself up by submitting the final two essays I had, the final two uni assignments I had. I submitted them and then on the the totally different end of the spectrum, if you will, That was like a good thing, obviously. I then thought it would be a good idea to reorganize everything on my laptop. So I made this huge general folder for university English things. And this was full of a load of sort of subfolders, if you will, of, uh, so for an example, uni assignments. And this had every single assignment I'd ever saved to my laptop and then there were ones for past courses I'd done and draft work, so on, so on. Somehow I deleted every piece of work I've ever done for university. (laughs) How is that possible? I'm not good with technology, we've established this so don't come for me. I recovered, I got it back, I had to restore everything in my recycling bin because it was all all over the place. So I got it back, but um, there were tears, there were more tears, there was frustration, then there was acceptance. I think I went through several stages and then I accepted, but it was fine, I didn't give up. So anyway, I haven't even told you what we're talking about this week. This week we're talking about burnout because that's the common experience I feel um kind of links to the the week I was having anyway I don't know if you experience burnout you probably have at some point in your life if you haven't already you probably will it's not very pleasant it is that feeling of being 
exhausted either mentally physically or both you're kind of drained you have either got through the week or it's the start of another week doesn't matter when you've been working hard and all of a sudden things hit you and you find it difficult to get out of bed to keep to that routine to keep you know I don't know, having showers, having baths, whatever you have, to make food, to clean, to speak to people even. I get a total lack of motivation when I'm burnt out and it's because I'm constantly pushing myself. I just constantly have to do my best. I was going to say be the best, but obviously I know I'm not the best. Nobody is the best. So when you've been constantly pushing yourself to reach your absolute limits and sometimes it all comes crumbling down. So I want to just give you a few pieces of advice really. I'm afraid you could just google them but if you're here for, I don't know, to support me, thank you very much, or you're here because you've got nothing else to do, keep listening and I'm just going to offer you some pieces of advice, some kind of key tips for uh, not necessarily solving burnout, but uh, surviving with it, if you will. Just living in it for as long as it lasts, because it's not a very good feeling, but actually forcing yourself to do something and forcing yourself to get out of a rut. Sometimes it's necessary and it could be a really good feeling, but sometimes you do just have to let yourself react the way you're going to react. So that's what we're going to talk about. Before I do though, I saw a TikTok the other day. Yes, I have talked about how TikTok can be both negative and positive. That applies to the internet as a whole. So please don't think I'm being hypocritical. I am aware that some TikTok, you know, some elements of TikTok aren't great. This though came up and I wrote it down because I thought it was perfect for this. So I saw this TikTok by this girl called, I think it was Katerina Wrights. Um, As far as I'm aware, she is an author and has a podcast of her own. So go check that out. I'm sure it's great. Uh, She made a video. TikTok's algorithm knows me too well here with anxiety. I've been watching too many self-help videos and such. But she made a video which she titled, Don't Worry Until You Have to Worry. And you've probably heard this before, but I'm going to reiterate it because it's uh, notable. I talked last episode about catastrophizing, which is what I do most of the time. And it's very easy to do whether you have anxiety or not. Picturing the worst outcome, the worst scenario you can think of when you are nervous about something or you're going into something like a lecture or a class or whatnot and relying on that to make the decision as to whether you're going to go or not right oh I'm gonna I don't know I'm gonna get really panicky in that in that lecture theatre and I'm gonna have to run away so I'm just not gonna I'm not gonna go I'm gonna avoid it right catastrophizing when actually realistically most of what you imagine if not 99% of it doesn't happen I say this because I read this by Matt Haig, I'm not just making this up. Most of what you you imagine could happen does not happen. So first of all, don't worry. I know that's so hypocritical. I hate when people tell that to me. But we're talking about worrying, okay? We're talking about anxiety. It's necessary. Sometimes anxiety, you can't let it take over. 
oh god i people are probably like that's so stupid everyone says that it's so much easier said than done i know i know but i'm gonna i'm gonna carry on with what i was saying okay so katarina says don't worry until you have to worry right basically she says until it's necessary until the thing that you are anxious about is coming up you know the deadline is approaching if you will don't worry about it because the longer you know the earlier you start worrying the more intense your anxiety is going to be when you get to that point and i am being hypocritical here anyway because i do this all the time as i said i catastrophize at least two weeks early i really will pre-plan my breakdown <laughs> which is awful but there we go when you know you have something coming up and you have been anxious about it it takes over and you worry about it you worry about it until the day comes and it all hits you it's not necessary i know your brain probably thinks it's necessary but it's not necessary that's just again we talked about this last week your fight or flight situation your adrenaline telling you it's necessary to worry because you you won't be able to cope when in reality you really will so I just wanted to share that with you she is Katerina writes on TikTok as well um I don't know about her other social medias but I recommend watching that video it's it's more in depth than what I've given you but um it's useful just don't worry until you have to worry and you know at least then you will kind of have no choice but to get through what you're worried about and at least you won't have those negative thoughts building up over a long period of time again anxiety differs for everyone i know so anyway i'm going to quickly give you a few tips on coping with burnout and quite possibly preventing it uh sometimes it happens sometimes it doesn't you never know you can't always control these things so the first the first one is technically for preventing it and that is prioritize so okay so prioritize what you have to do to prevent burnout but also when you're dealing with it prioritize what really needs to be done i had this experience earlier i was sent some work for uni which i have about two weeks to do or a week and a half before everything starts before the term starts and I was trying to do the absolute most. I was trying to get everything done. And I, I stopped myself. I was reading from a screen, which I struggle with anyway. And I was just getting tired and I was making myself focus. And I thought, this doesn't have to be done right this second. Yes, it needs to be done, but it doesn't need to be done right now. So prioritize what needs to be done first of all. I often do the what needs to be handed in first should be done first, right? That's just easier to keep on top of. But like I say, it works differently for everyone. So prioritise what really needs to be done first, but also take care of yourself because that's what I'm going to talk about in a minute. Um, so, yeah, so the next one I want to talk about is is taking time. I know you've probably heard these a million times, but I really want to reiterate the importance of them because um, I struggle quite often to remember them. So make time for different things, right? Make time, first of all, for yourself. When you are constantly on the go, especially with anxiety and you're worrying about everything, it can be very difficult to dedicate time to yourself, as we've talked about, because this is so important, without feeling guilty. Quite often, if I'm not doing something that I know needs to be done, when actually time with myself is just as important, if not more, then I feel awful. 
I feel awful anyway, constantly being on the go and leaving no time for me. But then I feel awful when I'm sitting down doing nothing because I'm not contributing to anything. I cannot stress enough the importance of this. Make time for yourself. Just do nothing. Do nothing. What I, again, have seen on TikTok, but also I'd heard about this, um, I've heard about this quite a few times now, is selfish Sundays. It doesn't have to be on a Sunday, actually, but I want to try and implement this into my new, new term at uni. I'm going to try, again, may not always happen for me because, like I say, I have to always be doing something. I'm going to try on a Sunday, if I can get as much done safely and without feeling too drained at the end of the week, throughout the week, if I can do all that, on the Sunday, I will just be dedicating time to myself, right? I'm going to try and stick to my routine, waking up, showering, making breakfast, getting stuff done, making my bed, everything I normally have to do. Because if I lose this routine, then I do kind of struggle to get back into things. But dedicate time for yourself just to make sure you've kept on top of things, but actually kept on top of looking after yourself, which leads me into spending time with your loved ones as well. At uni, this might be quite difficult. I know that you're not with your family, but spending time with yourself, but leaving time to speak to other people, that's important. Take time or dedicate time to see your friends, obviously, right? That's so important. It's a form of self-care, isn't it really? Dedicate time to speaking with family on the phone, seeing friends over video call. I've been video calling friends at other universities while I've been at uni and that's been keeping me going because I'm, you know, rein reinforcing the friendship bonds we have. <laughs> that's such an English lit, like, way to analyse friendship. But these people I see at home and then I don't see at uni, I have to make sure. It's a struggle sometimes. Sometimes your communication fails and you get back to a message late or you skip a video call. I did that the other day. Totally forgot about my video call with my friend. And when I messaged him, he said, that's absolutely fine. We'll do it now. And I was free. So we did it then. So as long as you are making time for other people, people who give time back to you, by the way, don't give your energy to people who don't. That's the way to go. So yeah, selfish Sunday is a good idea. Leads me on to checking in with yourself. Even if you aren't going to dedicate time on a certain day, for example, self-care Tuesday or whatever you want to call it, make sure you are regularly checking in with yourself. I hate to be cringe, I really do, but you are like a machine. Your body is like a machine. It needs to recharge it needs time, it needs patience, it needs care, right? You, while you are working, while you are, again, doesn't even have to be at university, I mean in life in general, throughout the week, throughout the weekend, just check in with yourself. I recommend journaling, by the way, this is what I'll talk about in the future, but I, I've really been getting back into journaling. I have a bullet journal as well, so that's a great way to check in. I've been doing years in pixels for about four years where every day, or maybe I'll skip a few days, colour in according to the colour code that you've you've decided. So, I don't know, purple for anxiety, pink for an exciting day. Colour in how your day has been and just check in with how you're doing. Have you maybe not done something you meant to that day and you want to get that done tomorrow? 
don't beat yourself up about it. You'll, you know, you'll do it again. Wake up in the morning and do it again. It's fine. So I recommend that. Check in with yourself regularly. Um, I've got a couple more, but I'm aware that I am really going on here for this episode. So I'm going to quickly speed through the last three. So um, going on from checking in with yourself, also listen to yourself, right? That's the important one. Listen to what you need. Listen to what your body needs as well. Sometimes your body and your mind are kind of against one another. Your mind is telling you to, I don't know, telling you to stay in because it's comfy in bed, but your body is telling you that it needs fresh air and you need to maybe meditate or deep breathe or do some yoga or something, see a friend, I don't know, any of those. (laughs) Make sure you listen to yourself. So that leads me on to talking to yourself. Oh my goodness, you've definitely heard this before. The way you talk to yourself is so important. I was so nasty to myself yesterday because I deleted all these files. It's awful. It's awful. Because when you've got these kind of, you know, you you end up with these negative attitudes in your head subconsciously too. I struggle to do anything, you know, that I struggle with, if that makes sense. Not sure it does. If there's something I struggle with, like maths, for example, oh my goodness, I'm awful at maths. I'm doing it again. I'll I'll try my best. So every time I have in my head, you can't do this, give up now. It kind of makes me want to do that. It makes me want to do just that. So talking to yourself. So when you're in a difficult situation or you are nervous about something, when you are vulnerable, I want to say, you're in a vulnerable state because you're anxious to go somewhere, you need to have your body and your mind on your side. Have you on your side. Does that make sense? Imagine that somebody you love, so a friend, a family member, a pet, doesn't have to be a human, a celebrity you really care about. Imagine they're in exactly the same scenario. By the way, most of what we experience is a common experience. I have learned that from TikTok. You are rarely alone in what you experience. So imagine somebody else is going through the same thing. Would you speak to yourself? You have to ask yourself this question. Would you speak to to them the way that you speak to yourself, right? If I have absolutely no idea, I'm going to choose a random celebrity right now. Uh, someone nice. Let's say Hugh Jackman. He seems nice, <laughs> as an example. Hoping you know who he is. Let's say he was absolutely terrified to enter a lecture theatre, or to start a new job, or to start a diet. Would you tell him that there was no point in trying because he was going to fail? He was likely to fail anyway. Would you tell him that he was too weak, he wouldn't be able to cope with it, blah, blah, blah. I know Hugh Jackman, that's a weird one to imagine, but literally anyone, it can be anything at all. Just listen, when you speak to yourself negatively, take note of that. Listen to the way you're speaking to yourself and remind yourself to be kind because you are only a human being at the end of the day. You are going to struggle with things and that's okay, right? You just have to do your best to get through it. And in the process, make sure you're kind to yourself. So the final two, I've already mentioned the last one, which was keeping to a routine, creating a routine, just making sure you have some normality, even while you're struggling. Um, This doesn't all have to apply to burnout. It may simply be if you are having, for example, a depressive episode or a few anxious days, taking care of yourself and sticking to that routine. I understand it's difficult. If your routine, you know, does crumble a little bit, that's okay. Pick yourself up and try again. 
it can feel impossible, but I can assure you it can be done. Like I say, you just have to be kind to yourself in the process and take time. Because with the pressure of the world, with society as a whole, putting pressure on yourself too, that really doesn't help. So the final one, the final thing I want to talk about, ask for help. I never did this at school because I was so scared to ask my teachers in case they would think I was stupid. You're probably thinking, well, that's ridiculous because that's exactly what they're there for. I know. I did come to that realisation when I didn't ask for help and thus struggled even more. Ask for help. You have friends for a reason, you have family for a reason, you may feel like you're being a burden to share your struggles on other people. Most of the time that's why people are there because we all have things we hide, we all have things we deal with. In reality we all essentially are there for each other. So find someone you can trust, find someone you either speak to regularly or haven't spoken to before. Might be completely different for you, but I, you know, have close friends at university, for example, that I meet with as regularly as I can and we just have these these deep chats. At the same time, you might not feel comfortable sharing everything, that's absolutely fine. But if it feels like it gets too much, there are always people to speak to. So I would recommend doing that because shouldering your issues alone that's not it. That doesn't help anyone, okay? So, yeah, I will end it there because I have just witted on as usual. But I hope you can employ some of these tips. Might not even be for burnout, just for daily life because they're so important. In the meantime, I will see you uh, hopefully next week. Hopefully you'll be able to join me and have a great week. Take care, listen to yourself, be patient, and thank you so much for joining. I will see you very soon. Bye.